0: Talk more talk. Chat more chat. It's a everybody.
1: Not us again. Yes, it is. Here we are. It's Monday night. It's Talk More Talk, a solo Beatles video cast. And as you can see in Kit's background, we're going to be continuing our series of another listen. And this time we're going to be talking about Extra Texture, George Harrison's 1975 album. There you go. Ken Michaels yeah. has one too. However, this is an original. Is that original? Yeah, 1975. Oh. Very good. I love it. I love it. Before we get to that, let me introduce myself. I'm Tom Hunyadi, and you may know me from my other show, Paul McCartney, or Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast. And if you do know me from that, then thank you very much. Glad you're, uh, glad you listen. And I'm joined by my my excellent my excellent panel, my excellent co-host, actually, I should say. And uh, it's what a joy it is for me to get to introduce these wonderful people to you first of all she is the queen of all Beatles media not only is she the queen of all Beatles media but she is the queen of cool and she is the queen of all things cosmetics and she is like i said Kittle tool kits how are we doing
0: today i'm doing great that's a i've never had that introduction before <laughs> Wow. And hello for and just a, for there a minute can. there, Joe. <laughs> yes,
1: we'll get to that in a second. Yes. But as we all know, and if you don't know, shame on you, but you should know that Kittle Tool is the author of songs we are singing the guided towards the lesser known Beatles tracks and as well as the Michael Jackson FAQ all there is left to know, or something like that, about the uh, the king of pop. Because you know these titles are so long, and it's you tongue-tied as you're as you're saying them. So if you're not, if it's not hitting you in the face, you know you gotta you gotta look. So, but and then my other co-host here, Ken Michaels, you know him from his very popular show. Uh, Things We Said Today, which he co-hosts with Alan Kozen and Darren DeVivo. He's also been on the air for almost 40 years already. Can you believe that? 40 years doing his show, Every Little Thing. Um, Started out, uh, what, New Jersey, was it? On College Radio on Long College. Island and from College there, New Atlanta. Jersey. Yes, okay. And then now it's on WNHU, which unfortunately that right now is on a hold, but he does has does have a syndicated version of WNHU, or I'm sorry, of every little thing, which you can find just about anywhere on the internet. All you got to do is just type that in, and I'm sure you've got, what, uh, over 50 places now you can you can hear if you want to help virgin. me to get to
2: 50 <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm at 40 or 41 right now
1: wow ex- I mean, that's amazing it just seems oh, like no. like every month you've got a new uh home for your show which is which is a great thing oh. um as you can see we we had joe mayo pop up our good friend joe mayo pop up but unfortunately he's having technical difficulties right now so if he can come back we're, we're hoping he can but for some reason the headset is uh, not working so yeah. joe if you, can, if you can make it work yeah. please try to to come back but like i said we're going to be doing um we're going to continue our series of another listen with extra texture this this uh week but before we get to that oh and also with kill tool kits she's going to have a big announcement later on in the show so please stick around for that and uh but first uh ken let's as always take it away
2: want to hear me play
1: <laughs> i'm really excited well,
2: about kids big announcement you will be too when you hear it yeah. anyway uh not as much news as we normally have but very important stuff mm. uh first of all regarding mccartney three i did hear from my contact at Capitol universal and this was not too long after our last show that there are no plans of issuing a single now there was some speculation that last friday you'd right. be getting a new single from paul instead Paul issued a six-song EP through Spotify of songs of his with the theme of home, including Eat at Home, Cook of the House, Mull of Kintyre, Home Tonight, Every Night, and Heart of the Country. Mm. McCartney 3, in addition to all the colored vinyl versions, which Tom already owns, and uh, <laughs> the standard vinyl and CD versions, will also be available on cassette. Did you know that?
1: Yes, and it's already ordered.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Why Why am I not
0: surprised?
2: No need to ask. (laughs) Apparently, Amazon gave the full track listing prematurely on their site and then took it off. But for those that want to know the names of all 11 songs, and they've leaked out also in various articles on the album, they are Long-Tailed Winter Bird, Find My Way, Pretty Boys, women and wives <laughs> lavatory lil slide in, deep deep feeling the kiss of venus sees the day deep down and then i have uh winter bird and when winter comes as mm. a medley
1: all right I wonder what what the, why why the secrecy? You know, I mean, we're under a month away. You know, I I just don't get the the, the whole secrecy about the 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 titles of the of the songs. You know, if you can am- announce it, you know, seven eight weeks prior, why can't you give us the the track listing either? You know,
2: I'm with you there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> it. But all this build up and no single, but just right. a lot of talk about it and a lot of articles,
1: a lot of reviews uh, already.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's my next news item. There's two major magazines that have put out articles on McCartney three and Rolling Stone. He's on the front cover with Taylor Swift. And there's a five page conversation between the two stars making a parallel between Paul's new album and Taylor's last album called Folklore. And that both were recorded during this lockdown. Also the new issue of Uncut Magazine has Paul on the front cover with the words goes far out and dare to experiment around him. They review the new McCartney 3 album and give it 9 out of 10 stars. Oh, Pretty wow, good right there. Everything I've been hearing so far has been really positive.
1: Exactly.
0: I'm I'm really looking forward to this, and yeah. hopefully, if, if we get everything in time, um, our McCartney three show will be December fourteenth. I think is the is mm-hmm. the date. So uh, so we will be covering it. We'll be reviewing it, and uh, I can't wait. So if it comes out the eleventh, uh, we'll have three days to get to know it.
2: Yes, which right. means which means I'll try and listen like twenty times. Uh, and <laughs> there you
1: go. Days please do (laughs) (laughs) because i'll try to as well yep
0: we'll just cram it all weekend long
1: but i'm curious to know if if all these reviews that we're getting is part of the marketing strategy you know to get people excited about it since you know he's really looks like he's not going to do any you know tv shows or whatnot any kind of like zoom you know interviews with any of the late night talk show hosts or whatnot but we'll see you could do you could do interviews on any show yeah. through Zoom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can so, do a show dope. here with us. That's true, yeah. Paul, on, Paul.
2: If you're watching <laughs> right
0: now, We're waiting we'd love for to it.
2: have you on. We'll squeeze you in anytime you want. Right.
0: Yep. Absolutely.
2: Uh, other news on November the 10th, we saw the premiere on YouTube of Paul's animated short for Rupert and the Frog Song, newly remastered now in 4K. It looked absolutely stunning. I watched it when it premiered. I couldn't get over how clear the picture was. Right. Um, it's just so sharp. And also listening to the music, what a fuller sound. Mm. I mean, they did wonders on this. Yeah. I, I also, well, wonder if they might do the same thing for the other animated shorts. Be nice. You would hope
1: so. Absolutely.
2: Yep. Yeah, Why I not?
0: agree. Uh, when I saw it uh, the premiere on YouTube, yeah, I, I think years ago I saw you know, some really bad print, you know, bootleg uh-huh. of, of uh, Rupert and the Frog Song. And, and oh my gosh, I mean, this one yeah. was so nicely restored, clear, um, just just beautifully done. So, uh, and I understand it's not on YouTube anymore. I think that- right. Really, I didn't know. Yeah, it looks like yeah, they some, took it down. Yeah, somebody told me, yeah, they took it down. So, uh, you know, hopefully it will be released in, in some form uh in the near future because broad it's... street
1: archive box set there you go there you go
2: <laughs> put all the animated shorts in there yeah don't forget the other two they're all oh. really well
1: done oh, yeah. tuesday is excellent i think in my opinion yeah i love tuesday and tropic island home yeah tropic island home is really yep. good as well
2: it was really nice that they made a dvd with all three of them yeah i've got it yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah. good stuff so do I. it's really something if you never saw it before you know paul working with animated shorts he loves doing that kind of work Mm -hmm. um and they're all extremely you know very well put together yes jeff dunbar does
1: a great job with those with the animation as well yeah Yeah.
2: and from from what i heard like every still had to be Mm -hmm. separately done frame at a time one frame at a time it's amazing Mm uh being broadcast on hbo recently is a two hour plus special for the 2020 inductees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Ringo Starr appears introducing T-Rex as a recipient of the award uh, in their piece on the story of Mark Bolin and the band that included a few seconds from the documentary, Born to Boogie, Mm. which Ringo directed and which Ringo drums with Bolin and uh, with Elton John on piano for the song Children of the Revolution. So if it shows again on HBO, be sure to check it out. All right, uh, the Daily Mail has reported that Yoko Ono is stepping back from her work and handing her business interests over to Sean as she has decided to slow down as she is now at the age of 87. Sean has been appointed the director of eight companies linked to the family and the Beatles, oh. including Apple Corps. Sean has joined uh, the board at Lens Solo which manages the music rights for some of John's solo output. A spokesman for Yoko says, Yoko continues to oversee John's estate, but has drafted in Sean as a director to assist where necessary. The article also says that for several years, Yoko has been suffering from an illness without disclosing what that is. Hmm. We could pretty much see this coming, you know, with give me some truth and and Sean's involvement with, with that. So uh, yeah, I'm actually very pleased to hear this news because mm-hmm. you know, Sean will have John's best interest at heart and everything that he will do will be lovingly done, Absolutely. You know? and um, you know, it's a tough job because you know, fans out there, they're gonna be super critical of everything out there. He's gonna be scrutinized, but yeah. um, you know, I'm sure that uh, in, in a way this will be like a labor of love working on yeah. John's music. Yeah, there's
1: already talk about i've already seen people talking about you know how they hope that he involves julian in some way mm. or the other but yeah, yeah it'd be nice to see but it shouldn't be like we shouldn't put him down or anything or, or discredit him for not involving him i mean but you know
2: we don't know everything that goes on yeah exactly it could be that julian was approached and he didn't want to get involved right he may not want to be involved with the business side of John. Right. You know. A lot of pressure I, there. <laughs> I yeah. can't believe he wouldn't be approached.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, absolutely. And and I think, you know, Sean did a great job with Give Me Some Truth. Um mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and and I assume he was involved with the imagine uh box set. Um, you know, and, and maybe not quite as much as as Give Me Some Truth, but I uh-huh. assume he, he had his you know, and so far I think he's been doing a, a great job um yeah. and so i i think the companies are in very good hands
2: also you know we do know that that sean and julian are very close oh absolutely yes you know, you know that they're, they're really tight as brothers and i'm sure that if julian wanted to get involved mm-hmm. he would have been asked <laughs> you yes. know and and you would have he would have uh you know responded in some way right so i'm sure he wasn't just cut out of the picture. Mm-hmm all right uh there will be a radio documentary for the 50th anniversary of all things must pass mm. airing on bbc radio 4 this coming saturday at 8 p.m composer nitin Sani, oh. you know him for the song yes. he worked on with paul oh yeah my soul um will tell the story of the making of georgia's most successful album and the special will include interviews from olivia harrison michael mm. Palin jules holland biographers graham thompson and joshua m green keyboard player bobby whitlock drummer alan white and guitarist dave mason now it just so happens i found out about this right before the show from our good friend john Bazzini. i posted the link right on our facebook page for those mm-hmm. of you that want to bring up the website so you can stream it this coming saturday again it's uh, the 21st at 8 p.m i'm assuming that's british time uh. Yeah. All right. Um, the new December issue of Record Collector is out with John Lennon on the front cover. It looks like a photo from him circa the mind games time with the heading underneath saying the reassessment of an icon. Hmm. And then finally, we also have the news which we found out not too long after our last show. The New York Fest for Beatle fans being delayed once again. It was going to be in March. We now have a new date. Uh, for the new york one it's october 1st through the 3rd okay um don't know if they're going to do anything virtually in march we'll have to wait and see if there's any
0: yeah i haven't no? heard anything yeah. i haven't i haven't heard it either way but now i think they didn't have a choice i mean you know the vaccines aren't going to be ready by then uh by march i i think probably october is the safer way to go yeah and I think they've knows, been doing so. a really good job with those the virtual fests it have been pretty good. Yep, absolutely. Yeah.
2: There's so much that goes on, <laughs> even mm. when you're there live. Right. Yeah. You've got Five different rooms and you know, mm. so much of it's going on simultaneously. That's gotta be hard to put together mm-hmm. and coordinate so that everything runs smoothly. For but sure. uh, you know, takes a lot of work to put that together. <laughs> Just like sure. the actual fest itself. So right.
0: yep.
1: So that's all the news I have for now.
0: Okay, great. Alrighty.
1: Um, I did get the uh, the We All Stand Together uh, picture disc in oh, yeah. the in the mail today. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it came out uh, last week, but I finally got it today. <laughs> yeah. It's been in uh, shipping limbo for the last week, but uh, looks really cool. I like the little uh, the little manila folder like looking thing it comes in, and uh, open it up like so.
0: Mm-hmm
1: uh there's the picture disc as we all know and then also there's a uh, um a little poster there with all the little i'll take uh shots of, of Paul as um right. you know getting ready to get the the Rupert the Bear image there Cute. next to him you know, yeah and then Ooh. so we got this I like this a lot better than the the plastic case that came in originally back in 84 and uh that's the one I know, have yeah yep. and then exactly yeah same here and then So obviously we got the the picture disc here. It's, you know, same thing, um, Mm -hmm. you know, back and and, uh, forward there. So I played it earlier today. Uh, I don't know if the technology for picture discs have improved over the years, but man, what a beautiful sounding uh, recording sure. or or master they did with this job, I, I, I really? It really sounds great. Yeah, uh, we all stand together. Really sounds good. I didn't get a chance to listen to uh, to the other side yet, but the humming version. But um, but yeah, nice. really really impressive with uh, with the sound quality on here. So nice. Yeah, so there you go.
2: And the um, the songs are available digitally too. Yeah, that's right. You know, And
1: then also, versions. yeah. And then also, tomorrow is the re- we'll see the release of the the Plastic Ono Band book, uh, I believe. Oh, we, yeah, um, I've yeah, got I that on order. Yep, yep. Uh, yep. It's uh, shipped. It's shipped today, so hopefully I'll have it in my hands tomorrow. <laughs> yep. so, good, good, you good. just reminded me.
2: I got to get working on that book.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to get yourself a copy. <laughs>
2: well, everything I try to do as a promotion. So yeah. uh, No, I understood,
1: yep. understand. Hopefully you can get uh, a couple copies and you can do a special contest. Uh, yeah, for that, I just so. got this baby. Oh,
0: here yeah. Now. Here oh, know. yes.
2: This came out in August, and it's all photographs from yep. Barry Feinstein. Yes, who uh, worked with George during All Things Must Pass and the concert for Bangladesh and living in and, the editorial world. Yes. And a uh, lot of outtakes of photos that you've seen already. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful book. You know, I love all the photos recommend.
1: from the Living in Material World era when they're all in front at the table.
2: That banquet that they had. Yes, which, the
1: banquet style. Yeah. yeah. Nice.
2: I love all this. Like this is an outtake of George in the hallway with the stained yes. glass window. You know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: A lot of yeah. good stuff in here, really. Yeah. Here's one. Actually, this is from Living in the Material World.
1: Yeah. Everybody taking photos. <laughs> 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 I like that one fast forward 40 or 50 years and everybody's just using their phone now yeah,
0: <laughs> <really>? <laughs> a camera what's that yeah <laughs> <laughs> so
2: yeah it's a good yeah. time for george fans because we got this and we have the ashley Kahn book exactly george, george, so.
1: yeah definitely oh, yeah. recommend that be here now book uh, great photos mm-hmm. in there if you if you like that kind of thing yeah but uh, but as I said at the beginning of the show, we're going to be discussing extra texture as part of our another listen series. And Kate, uh, you came up with this idea, didn't you? Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it would be fun to do um this another listen series to take albums that at the time of their release were you know critically panned, uh, right. didn't sell well, and you know many 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 years later to take them back out, give them another lesson and mm-hmm. discuss whether, did they, you know, have, how have they aged? Did they deserve that critical right. response? Um, and, uh, and we of course want to hear from all of you as we're discussing this tonight. What do you guys think? Um, you know, do you think that it deserved the critical drubbing that it got him what do you think of it today so i'll be <laughs> so I, i'm going to be uh, keeping track and by the way i've been i've been looking and texting back and forth right. with Joe. He's still trying to get on so i'm okay. not sure we'll, we'll keep <laughs> our fingers crossed okay. We're keeping yeah. our fingers crossed yeah. but uh, he's have, still having technical difficulties so yeah uh, well, so, yeah yeah Yeah, there you go anyway
1: okay so yeah yeah, before we get to our thoughts just a couple things uh regarding the album this was the sixth studio album released in September of 75 this was Harrison's final album under this cut with this contract with Apple and it was the last studio album issued uh, by Apple uh, the, the album features the talents of David Foster. Uh, yeah, that David Foster, the Chicago and, uh, you know, uh, Whitney Houston, uh, you know, on and on and on. Earth, Fire. Yeah, yeah yep. exactly. Earth, Wind, and yeah. Fire. Uh, this was before, you know, he got the ego and, uh, you know, just, his head just exploded with <laughs> but uh, But anyways, David Foster, which plays very well. I'll get to that later on. You got the the, the talented Keltner. You got Gary Wright, Jesse Ed Davies, Klaus Forman. Leon Russell, Nikki Hawkins, Jim Horn, Billy Preston, Willie Weeks, and this is just the name a few. There's some other really good names on, on here as well. Uh, the LP peaked at number eight on Billboard and number 16 in the UK. Uh, and uh, this, this album was certified gold within two months of its release. So, so not bad. So, even though it did get a lot of uh, uh, it wasn't a critical, a critical darling as you will, if you will, but it did, it did sell. I mean, it didn't do, I'm sure it didn't do as well as, as uh, George would have liked, but uh, with, you know, his voice approving over, you know, his last album, Dark Horse, and that, you know, that, that tour, that didn't go so well for him because of his, because of his voice, but um, it was a definitely return to form with vocal wise for, for George on this album. But, um, but Ken, since you, you know, I was two so when this album came <laughs> out <laughs> that's no so, excuse yeah i know <laughs> well i blame my parents for being, for being motown junkies which you know you can't blame them for that but you know it's still still great but they weren't hey. fans of the solo beatles but anyways um ken what was your did you grab this on on day of release do you remember or? i don't know if
2: it was the first day it probably was but it, yeah. it would have been in the first week no matter what
1: okay so At you were aware of its release yeah, I mean, by the time
2: of the early 70s, I was aware of new releases as they came mm-hmm. out.
1: Mm-hmm. And I either
2: got them the day of the release or certainly the week of. Okay. You know, 1973 was, was the big awakening for me, as you well know, okay. <laughs> because of the five solo albums that came out all in one year. That was my and, big awakening
1: uh, too, because I was born. Yep.
2: <laughs> hey, I say it. <laughs> you were born in the right. last year, 1973. Yeah. You really were. Yeah. But, um, you know, I just remember very well as someone who is you know a chart guy and i used to listen to american top 40 with casey Kasem, and that's when i had a paper out (laughs) and on sunday mornings when the show would be on i'd be delivering papers and i'd have a transistor radio with me wanting to see how how well you was doing Mm. as a single and really rooting for it from week to week but um yeah i remember vividly this album when it came out and playing it to death Mm. and um you want me to give an overall uh, No, we'll just, do, it, or we'll just- Yeah, I mean, in a second, in a second,
1: know, yeah. I just, just I wanted
2: to know, oh, go ahead. I definitely love the album initially. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I just love George's style of songwriting. Without mm-hmm. knowing the whole backstory of everything, well, certainly aware mm-hmm. of the right. Dark Horse album and the tour and mm-hmm. the poor reception that he got reviews for the tour and all that. I right. knew all about that. I didn't know how the, that could have affected this album.
1: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I wouldn't
2: have picked up on it from just listening to them as songs
1: right gotcha. so uh yeah but uh Kit when, when was the first time you recall um extra texture
0: gosh well because yeah as I was about you know three when this came out <laughs> so I I definitely wasn't listening to it when it first uh came mm. out oh and before I say anything shout out to Beetle Ed he is hey. uh, tuning in right now hey Ed runs our show on fab4radio.com so big shout out to him thank you Um, yes he runs all our shows
2: yep Yep, (laughs) runs all our
0: shows exactly so thank you very much um yeah i probably listened to this it was way into uh, it was after i got into the beatles and then started getting into Mm. the solo beatles so it, it was uh definitely you know way into that um you know way after i listened to like um uh you know cloud nine all things must pass you know this Mm -hmm. this came much later uh because it was more you know more under the radar than uh some of you know the other george harrison albums Mm -hmm. um and uh and you know it's it's interesting uh when uh i looked up some of the uh you know, critical responses that came out at the time. And by the way, you know, with us, it's, you know, Ken, you got to listen to it when it first came out. Mm. Um, so you got to listen to it just sort of fresh, you know, we listened to it and right. we also, you know, read the uh, critical reaction that, mm. it, that came out. So, you know, probably when I first heard it, I also, you know, my opinion of it was probably a bit colored by right. the critical reaction. And I, I found the original Rolling Stone review ah. that, that came out by Dave Marsh. Um, and okay. uh, while he really liked you, you know, he, he, uh, mm. he really liked that. But uh, he said, unfortunately, too much of extra texture relies on a continuation of the vague cant and astral pomposity Harrison's been selling since Sgt. Pepper's Within You Without You. Don't mm. with that. Philosophically, he is still <laughs> unable to move past Life is One Long Mystery, my friend. So read on, read on the answers at the end. Musically, despite the pleasures of "You" and a pair of minor successes on side two, the album is sketchy at best, dominated by merely competent keywork and Harrison's near-total avoidance of any new, int- interesting new guitar riffs. Hmm. Too often, Harrison's affectingly feeble voice is buried in a muddy post-spectre mix, and it said, and Then ends with, "Finally, we are faced with the fact that Harrison's records are nothing so much as boring." i mean <laughs> so i mean it it was pretty rough mm-hmm. <laughs> to say the least
1: wow. um
0: yeah so i mean it you know so probably some of those reviews uh right. you know colored my view of, mm-hmm. of this this <sighs> record as as i listened to it so wow. yeah i mean it's it's really interesting uh, mm-hmm. when when you read that and and i think the dark horse period i think colored some reviewers uh, mm-hmm. opinions uh, of this record even before they heard it i right. mean you know you could tell <laughs> the, the venom was still there uh okay. from from mm-hmm. that whole, from that tour and, and that kind of thing so wow you know yeah. you, you, you pointed out
2: something just now kit which i find really interesting and that is that like in my case since i became a fan of the beatles from 1964 on, I have had the luxury, yeah, of hearing all these albums as they came out chronologically. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're someone that ju- is just a new fan now and you bounce around from Cloud Nine to All Things Must Pass and then you go to Thirty Three and a Third or whatever, you might hear the music differently. Yep. Yeah, you know, and yeah. there's no right or wrong. Yeah, here, mm-hmm. but when you hear everything chronologically and you live through it as it was happening. And you were also seeing, in my case, I was witnessing the commercial success, or in some case, cases, lack of, you mm-hmm. know, you grew up with it. And mm-hmm. so yep. your memory of it, you know, that, that also has a strong effect on the way that you look at the music, too. Right. So,
0: Very but- good point. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, and I'm sure Tom, you were the same way that, Mm. yeah, we tended, we listened to them out of order.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Definitely out of order, especially in my case. I mean, after about two, a, a solid two and a half years of just, you know, discovering and, and listening to nothing but Beatles, I finally started, you know, gravitating towards solo stuff. So I was, yeah, I was getting bits and pieces here and there, like the, you know, the Imagine John Lennon soundtrack from the movie and, you know, greatest hits here, you know, all the best. And then I did get uh, the best of George Harrison, which, as we know, has you on it. So that was my first um, Mm -hmm. introduction to to that song. Mm -hmm. Um, What great fond memory of mine is, is the person that, you know, my uncle, who was like the key person in my Beatles story. You know, I got to visit him while he was on bass in, in Mississippi. Um, you know i got to visit him for a couple of weeks and then he had extra texture he played it for me and i was all excited because i knew you was on that album mm. so i was thinking i was expecting you know one thing you know he played it for me and I'll, and i'll get to my reaction a little bit in a, a little bit down the line but um but yeah absolutely kid uh you know going from jumping from you know from from a couple john albums and then a george, couple george you know some paul mm. you, you know and then you know getting blast. i mean i pretty much just got blast from your past from Ringo that was the only thing I had at that point in time because those the Ringo albums were harder to find um in the late 80s yeah. early 90s for some for whatever reason I just don't yeah. know if they went out of print or not but um but yeah, yeah I you know I had that introduction to it and it was definitely a, a, a um was not chronicle or chronological or yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that That's you know for sure. so but I did I did have you know older relatives that did you know, listen to the music. And I did like, like the critics, you know, I did have people tell me, oh, you don't have to worry about that album. Just yeah. keep, you know, get this album, get that album. Don't worry about exactly. that one. And, you know, for a while you listen to them and then, you know, and then you do say, screw it. I'm going to get it anyways, because I want to hear it. You know, I'm curious right. about it. And, you know, and then a lot of times you're pleasantly surprised that you know you're gonna find if you don't like the album as a whole, you're gonna find at least a couple tracks that you can relate to and you know you can get your groove on, you know, and it's you know, there's a couple couple songs on here, <laughs> you know but uh but yeah so but anyways uh ken you know so you get the album you coming home you got the paper route i had my i had a paper (laughs) route too so you know that's how i was getting a lot of my uh beatles tapes and cassettes and 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 and, uh, cds and 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 vinyl back Uh in the day but uh you know you get the album you bring it home and and what happens
2: oh i fell in love with the album
1: Mm.
2: um you know i think when you look back now because being aware of all of George's solo music and I love all the albums all in varying degrees like like any other artist but um initially I I just I treasured this album and I played it to death I loved every song really except his name is Legs hmm. <laughs> but um I love the whole sound of it I love the production behind it uh, Phil Spector was not a dirty word to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it still isn't, you know, even though we're living in a world where a lot of people don't like overproduction and mm. they prefer stripped down versions and stuff like that. But really and truly more, more so, um, I, I think the Dark Horse album, the production was much more simpler.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, this, this sounded much more layered. Metro um, mm-hmm. touch. was closer to all things must pass in sound. Mm. I think. Maybe not so much in terms of the quality of the songs, but I do love the songs, every song on this album, except the one song, His Name is Legs, which I don't hate, by the way, Mm. you know, but um, after saying on our last show, uh, Forgive Me Some Truth, how I look at John Paul and George and now Ringo as being really good producers, his name is Legs is one exception right. <laughs> because it's a very muddy sounding song and, and George's vocals are kind of buried there and I yeah, never like Kit liked... was
1: saying in that uh, article there and I definitely agree with that with that person's uh, assessment of, of some kind of the, the sometimes the vocals being buried a little bit and I think it holds definitely holds true for his name is Legs for sure
2: right, but um, as someone who's very much uh, a melody driven guy um and john paul and george are three of the greatest melodic writers of all time i love the melodies on this album i think it is definitely a very down album Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and uh for reasons that we really should get into that go beyond what Mm -hmm. you were saying uh tom with the the uh criticism that he got for the dark horse tour but 1974 was really a very tumultuous year George. I mean, he was very involved with so many projects. He started the Dark Horse label. He produced Ravi Shankar and Friends album. He produced a tour for Ravi Shankar in Europe. He produced the first uh, Splinter album for which he was all over it and playing guitar on, I think, all the songs. He had his, you know, his friends on there like Gary Wright, you know, the usual crew, many of which are on Extra Texture. And um, in addition to that, um he recorded Dark Horse, got ready for his first tour, and it was all rushed towards the end. It, yeah. You know, sometimes I like to bring up the mistake that Paul made when Flowers in the Dirt came out in, I think it was June of 1989, and the tour didn't start till like three or four months later. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't start a tour, you should start it right when the album comes out. In the case of George, it was the exact opposite. opposite. The tour started first. <laughs> the album started in November, the beginning of November, and Dark Horse mm. wasn't even in stores until December. Mm. I mean, that's ridiculous. He lost probably some decent sales from that since he played three songs from Dark Horse mm. live. but um, And he got laryngitis along the way, and that affected his touring. It affected the album Dark Horse on certain yeah. songs, and he was blasted for that in Rolling Stone. And I never realized until later on when I read about it that when uh, he's mentioning Rolling Stone and this guitar can't keep so him crying, right um, that was in response to the criticism. It mm-hmm. uh, was it even climb Rolling Stone walls, that, that line Stone. in there, mm-hmm. um, but it really hurt him. Mm-hmm. And um, in fact, in this, the, the new interview that I did with Ashley Kahn, um, I wanted to know in his opinion, if the criticism that he had from the 74 tour, really was something he never recovered from because he never toured again until he, he toured right. with, with Eric Clapton. It's a long time from 1974, that was 91. Right. And uh, you know Eric was a big help because he had a ready-made band for him. You know. But George had to handle all the business for the tour. And by the end of 74, he was exhausted. And he was yeah. pretty upset with all the reviews that he got for the album and the tour. So if you listen to this album, you know, it's not it's not uh, he's not happy (laughs) on this album. I mean, um, I love this. I love the song You. I mean, it's it's a really catchy song. I understand why it was the first single could have worked a little bit more on the lyrics. (laughs) You know, you know, I, I Um, love, (laughs) love a little bit more than that. But melodically, I love the song. It's it's really catchy. I love the production behind it. And, um, you know, the songs on there are a lot about um, understanding people, Mm -hmm. not being judgmental, which is what um, The Answers at the End is all about.
1: Mm.
2: You know, um, The Answers at the End, I say this about all solo Beatle albums, there's always worthwhile tracks on every single one of them, even the ones that you might think are among the weakest. If I was to put together my top 10 list of George Harrison songs from his solo career, the answers at the end has got to be in there. I absolutely adore that song. I love what's expressed in it, even though yeah. it was taken from Sir Frankie Crisp, Crisp right? and sayings that were on uh, you know, the mansion that he lived mm-hmm. in, Penley on Thames. Um, I love the melody. And, and one thing that I love about this album especially is um, the use of the piano and keyboards. Yeah. It's a very piano-driven piano driven album. Yeah. yeah. And because of the way that it's played, and some songs are very slow, like Great uh, Cloudy Lies, it mm-hmm. really has, again, a spiritual feel, maybe a gospel feel. Um, I've heard people say it's very soulful, more soulful. Yes, well, yeah. in my notes.
1: Harrison, yeah. Yep. Yeah, for my sure. notes.
2: So, um, but overall, I like, you know, all the songs. I love, 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 love World of Stone. Mm-hmm. I love the piano on it. You know how it starts, uh, whether it's Gary Wright playing on on, uh, on the album or uh, Leon. David Russell, Foster. David yeah. Foster, who by the way we forgot. You know, worked with Paul too. Yeah, <laughs> you're mentioning everybody but Paul.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but overall, I like the album a lot still.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Although George's catalog is so strong, to say that this was among his weaker albums is nothing to be shameful of.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, good point you know. there. Because you know, if you, if you if you're following his career, you know, starting off with such a great album as as All Things Must Pass, and then you know, a, an almost equally as good album, in my opinion, with Living in the Material World. I know Ken, your thoughts are, you know, it's your favorite album of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, I definitely get that. But um, Kit, I mean, you remember hearing this album for the first
0: time? Yep. Um, and <laughs> Ken, you're gonna you're gonna hate me after this show.
2: <laughs> I can never hate you
0: <laughs> and and other people who are writing in and mm-hmm. we're getting some wonderful comments here and Joe, right. you're in the comments. Right. Joe said the ghost of George Harrison is preventing him from airing his opinions <laughs> <laughs> his album. so Joe, you better you better back me up here yeah. <laughs> um, why couldn't
2: that happen on press to play
0: yeah right Oh, oh <laughs> I'm God. sorry. Yeah. Oh. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, I, I, I didn't really connect with this album when I first heard it. And, and I, I gave, it, gave it another listen, um, mm-hmm. you know, just like we do, on, on, you know, in this series. Um, and I, I just still haven't uh, connected with it. Um, you know, I mean, and, and I understand, and I'm glad you brought it up, Ken, about what, what George was going through in mm. this period, because that right. is important for understanding the material in the album. Because as you said, this is not a happy album. Uh, There's a lot of, uh, you know, because in addition, I mean, as you said, he was coming off that tour. Uh, Of course, he had also, you know a year or two before he you know his marriage ended to patty boyd and then he kind of had his own lost weekend where uh you know he did mm. uh, way too much partying and he addresses that he right. addresses that on this album which and that song i think is actually one of the most inter- interesting tracks oh,
1: it's, it's definitely a highlight yeah, yeah i think i know on which this one you're album. talking about yeah yeah
0: sure, exactly sure. and i will probably be getting to specific songs in just a minute mm-hmm. but but um you know, so, he was definitely going through, uh, and he mentioned, uh, you know, as I was researching for tonight, uh, he mentioned that in in different interviews that yes. this was. He, I mean, he was in a depression when he mm-hmm. recorded this album, and you can tell. I mean, you definitely can tell by the lyrics. So, uh, so I think that is important in in understanding uh, this album. Um, however, I just have always found it. And I know you hate it when I say this, Ken, but overproduced. uh, (laughs) I I just, I haven't changed my mind on that. Like you, I think that, you know, it could have been a better song. As you you said, the lyrics Mm. needed some work, (laughs) Mm. (laughs) definitely. But also it just was a, a very busy production for me i mean just way too busy and there were others like that too that i just thought boy if this could have been just toned down stripped down like have kind of like a double fantasy stripped i would have liked to have heard an extra texture stripped well, there's the uh, uh, demo that you
1: can hear on youtube yeah uh, from the you know the original demo that he got or prepared for uh ronnie specter
0: yeah that's true i mean you know i i i would have liked that and it's a shame because the you know, of course the musicians he had on here i mean these were the top
1: yeah. la mm-hmm.
0: session guys i mean you know that well what a what a cast of characters i mean they were just top of the heap and mm-hmm. um i also thought you know George's songwriting was i mean he just was not at his best here um mm-hmm. you know there were many songs that i thought he had a he had a you know a kernel of a good idea here i mean he had yeah. some and, and they just sounded half-finished to me. Um, mm. You know, there were, there were uh, some that I, I thought had, um, I'm just scrolling my, through my notes here for an example. Um, well, something like, um, even like the, the answers at the end or um, World of Stone that I felt like there were some interesting ideas there. But right. I just kind of felt like he was going in circles with it. And I was just waiting for him to get to a main point. Um, and with a little more time, I think, you know, he could have refined those a little bit more. Um, and, you know, whereas the writing on All Things Must Pass was right. tighter, you know, to me. It was, you know, it was yeah. tighter. Um, and now, you know me, I love my soul in R&B. And he, <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> and he does lean more in that direction on this album which i normally love i love when he yeah. delves into that but you know as opposed to on 33 and a third when he does pure smoky right. which i i love that song he doesn't try to be smoky you know right. he's he's just paying tribute to him On Ooh Baby You Know That I Love You, he's Mm. trying to be smoky, and I believe Mm. he said in an interview something like, I aren't smoky, (laughs) and he's right. No,
2: no, no, that was in um, um, the the outtake of While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Oh, that's
0: right, that's right, that's right, I knew he said that somewhere, (laughs) and he's correct uh, he, and, uh and i still love song, the sound
2: of his voice on. yeah
0: me. I, I mean it just doesn't you know it doesn't work but pure smoky works mm. because mm. it's still a soulful song. but he's not trying to be him i mean you know he he sings his appreciation for him so i mean there are now there are a couple of songs i do like so don't worry i'm not going to completely trash this right. there are a couple i do like um, but then we'll we'll get to more yes we'll get to the highlights
1: second. here in a second for okay, sure. So okay.
0: but so overall, I, I mean this is definitely, you know, it's not one of my favorites. Right. Right? <laughs> I, I wouldn't rank it far up there. But there are some signs here that you can tell you know there are some signs of where he would go the direction he'd go right. in, in like 33 and a third and george harrison mm, which right. i think those two i love I those are yeah. two killer
2: albums, albums. yeah two
0: killer albums and you can tell in the sound on this album he's you know where he would go like the you know right. drifting in that direction of that kind of soulful right way but it's, he's not quite there yet mm-hmm. it's
2: it's not only soulful but I kind of sense that um, it's almost like a light jazz feel yeah. that yeah, he has on. It. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I would say it, it started kind of like with Far East Man.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And I know that on the Dark Horse album, he was working with the LA Express. And maybe that was an influence, even though they're not on that song. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, that really, really light jazz feel. I think was also captured on Ooh Baby and then later on uh, right. Pure Smokey or Learning How to Love You or those songs, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's kind of started in that, you know, mid seventies yeah. time. Right. So I think oh, that was an evolution
0: yeah.
1: there. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: absolutely.
1: Um, yeah, growing up in Michigan, you know, we got the Motown, you know, I, I became a big, big lover of R&B. So, you know, Motown, however, I, you know, got introduced to Cloud Nine first, you know, Mm -hmm. so, you know, a lot of, lot of guitar playing in that, and that, you know, a lot of, you know, more upbeat songs on that album. So when I came to, you know, listening to Extra Texture, I was a little bit thrown off because I was, I think I was expecting a little bit more, you know, rock and roll. And I think that's, you know, a little bit of the problem that I had with it, you know, over time. I mean, it's, it's, growing on me more and more because I'm appreciating the backstory of it. You know, I remember, you know, yeah. also like Ken, like you were talking about the backstory, but I was also reading how, you know, he finally came home and he got into his garden and he finally felt at peace. And then he just realized, Hey, I'm okay. You know, and then, you know, a mm-hmm. half a year later we got this album, you know, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, but that kind of thing, I mean, what daddy experienced, you know, that the reviews and the, and the, and the tour, I mean, if it's anybody else, you know, it probably ruins that person's career. But you know, as George Harrison, he had all that, you know, that Beatle time and you know, successful start to his career. I'm sure he was able to survive that. Although unfortunately the sales and the charts didn't really reflect, you know, the the material. But but yeah, I mean, I I think, you know, it there's a lot of there's a handful of personal songs on here, like I think you guys touched upon, whether it's like you know, midnight tired of midnight blue, you know, even you know, the answers in the end you know dealing with a lot of stuff in his life and you know putting it down on lyric or putting it down on paper you know to me that doesn't always work you know when you when you think about something that works like that you think okay plastic ono band you know that album for some reason when you put when when john's doing his personal stuff it just seems to work a little bit more than when george you know does personal songs for whatever reason um you know i got to figure that out for myself <laughs> but <laughs> I, I
2: i i would disagree with you there but okay
1: yeah. Fine, very fine. Um, but um, but yeah, I think I was expecting a little bit more more rock and roll. And and like you guys, I appreciate I really appreciate when my favorite artist stretches out their yep. you know their talents. You know they go in different genres of music, and sure. he definitely did that with with this. And I'm you know I appreciate him doing it. But like you, kid, I, I do agree that there's little touches of brilliance here and there throughout this throughout this album, and it doesn't always. Materialize, you know, for a whole song. Or I think, the, you know, lyrics on a song are great, but then the melody or the music just doesn't go with the song, or vice versa. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of repetitive on, you know, there, not a lot, but there's a bunch of repetitive repetitiveness on this album. Sorry, I yeah. can't spit out the word. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but you know, you got so many things going in your head, and you're trying to get it all out. Um, mm-hmm. But um, you know, but it's all in all. I mean, yeah, it's it's not his best album, but I, I don't think it's you know lousy. I don't think it's his worst album, but um, but there is some there's some decent stuff on it, and we'll talk about it now for highlights. So, Kit, you know, let's talk about highlights of the, on the album. What what uh, stands out for you?
0: I've always liked um, this guitar can't keep from crying. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've always liked that one, and uh, I like both uh, the version on this album, and uh, I also like the platinum weird version. Oh, that, yeah, that came the, out sometime track
1: that's on the uh, the CD here
0: exactly, yeah. and in fact. The Platinum Weird version is is sort of a good example of what I'm talking about, more of a stripped down version, uh, that I would have liked to have heard for the rest of the album. I know that one was recorded many years later. I know that. Right. But but um but I but that's kind of what I'm talking about of of yes, that's what I want. I want, you know, you know, little little less production. But I I like I, I always like when when George records uh it writes and and records um some of his more you know kind of bitter (laughs) angry songs but this one isn't quite as angry uh i Mm. mean it is angry but it's not quite as bitter as uh perhaps as not guilty or something like that i mean this one you know you can tell he was uh as, as you said ken he was you know truly hurt uh, mm. by that Dark Horse uh, tour experience. And, and you can tell, um, you know, by these lyrics um, that even though, you know, he sings about, you know, found myself out on a limb, but I'm happier than I've ever been. Yeah, yeah. uh, Learn to get up when I fall, can even climb rolling yeah, stone walls. Mm. Um, but this guitar can't keep from crying. I mean, he's, mm. he's you know, and, and I, I think, um, you know, sort of saying I'm still human right um you know which i think is a is a good point and and i think um you know some uh i i think it was uh maybe in that rolling stone review i'm not sure said well it was kind of self-pitying and and uh you know well i mean maybe but i i think though that um as i said i i i like that that it did show he was human and um And, you know, he said in I, Me, Mine, in fact, I pulled out that book,
1: um,
0: Mm. you know, he said it was sort of a sequel to While My Guitar Gently Weeps, but uh, he said, if people keep on on, on at you long enough, the chances are you will become depressed. We must struggle even though we are all rats and valueless and try to become better human beings. So this song came out. Um, So, uh, you know, I like the chord changes on it. um, And I just like... This among the other songs because also I think the arrangement's a little tighter than than um, the other tracks mm-hmm. on here. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, this has always been and the piano on here too. Uh, love the the um, you know the piano. Um, so I think this is one mm-hmm. of the the better you know tracks and I've just always liked this one and and I've heard some people put it down and and I've always been a defender. I think it's it's um, you know it's well written and. Um, you know, it's, it's just one that has always stuck with me. Uh, and the other cool. one that I, I like is, as we've referred to it already, uh, Tired of Midnight, Midnight Blue. Blue. Right. Um, you know, that's one of the more interesting ones, because we've already talked about what he was going through. Well, he finally gives you a good idea of where he was when he was going through his own version of the lost weekend right when he was in la um you know doing too much partying and uh and he you know and i think he's referring to olivia here because of course during this time he was also uh you know falling in love with olivia um Hmm. and uh he really uh gives you an idea i mean uh he was you know pretty uh I mean, he doesn't spell out exactly what he saw, but you can only imagine. It says, I don't know where i had been, but I know what I'd seen. Made me hmm. chill right to the bone. Made me wish that I'd stayed home Staying with home you. you. Right. And then <laughs> this minor key change, uh, and then tired of midnight blue, and you're just like, I don't know what he saw, but <laughs> it, was, it was not good. He <laughs> was a
1: beetle. I'm sure he saw a lot uh, of things. He did.
0: I I mean, you can only imagine what right. he saw. And, and I like the you know how it starts out and almost when things the sun came into view and almost this jaunty kind of tone and then it takes a sharp left turn right. um you know so it's it's more um you know like I just think okay this is more of a George Harrison yeah, right. composition like I'm used to um also great p- uh, piano I from I believe Leon Russell on, on yeah this I believe one. it's on that one yep, yep. Yep, of course, incredible. I think this is a little less overproduced uh, than some Mm -hmm. of the other tracks. Um, And uh, and yeah, he mentioned, and I mean mine, I'd been to a Los Angeles club, ended up in the back room with a lot of gray-haired, naughty people, and I was depressed by what I saw going on there i think i'd be too so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so i that was another highlight for me i thought you know okay mm. this is better better songwriting you know a little bit more like george harrison's you know what he's capable of you know and uh and a bit more of a a window you know into what he was going through at mm. at the time so uh, so those are my two highlights um okay. of, of the album okay well, Ken, you had
1: you already stated that you really like this or really love this album, but you know, talk about the you know the three or four songs, the tracks that really stand out for you on this one.
2: Well, I got to put the answers at the end. In there, mm. I love the words in it. I love the melody. I love the buildup at the end with that short guitar solo. I love how it fades with the the, the extra touches of piano there. Um, you know, everything that's expressed in that song lyrically, I love. Mm. Um, I really do love the song You a lot, mm-hmm. even though despite, you know, it needs work on the lyrics, it's got a great melody and a great hook and, um, you know, I never thought that it was overproduced and, you know, I think the production really suits him on this particular album. I just want to ask you, Kit, when it came to All Things Must Pass, that album, did you think that was overproduced?
0: Yeah, I mean generally I'm not a fan of Full Spectre. I mean I'll I'll admit. Um, uh-huh. but some of the songs on there it did the production didn't bother me as much, like Wawa, for example, because to me that that wall of sound, sound yeah. you know, enhanced the song because it, it may it, it gave it such a big sound.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: and for that song it didn't bother me because it it uh, trying to trying to think of how to how to describe it um it it just gave it more more power and anger which which that song called for um and my sweet lord of course being this this huge you know sing kind of sing-along um spiritual moment um you know so i shouldn't say like there's never a moment where bit more production isn't needed I mean it's you know as long as long as it's used for a purpose it's okay Mm -hmm. you know but for something like you I just felt that it wasn't necessary for me I mean I just kind of thought that could have been pared down made it a little more you know a Motown kind of sound almost Mm -hmm. and it didn't need just everything thrown at you you know that at once i mean that's how it came off to me that if it it had just been pared down that could have been a a stronger song
2: it could just very well be that since i'm so used to all things must pass and the production that was on it i was used to that sound anyway yeah i think it really worked for george you know um it it wouldn't apply I, i think a brilliant thing about all things must pass is that when you're dealing with the quieter songs like a beware of darkness or uh, you know if not for you then you don't have that huge wall of sound but for mm-hmm. something that sounds like it belongs in a cathedral <laughs> yeah. you know and you right. got all the echo and everything that's where that's mm. where i think it works so yeah mm-hmm. you know i'm so used to that sound from george from all things must pass um so that it like i said extra texture kind of reminds me production wise a bit of of uh, all things must pass in that regard i do love world of stone a lot um i like the lyrics in there i will agree with you kit that that um george could have worked harder on the lyrics on some of the songs uh not that the lyrics are bad but he could have done more of them he repeats certain lyrics over and over
0: yes Mm -hmm.
2: um world of stone is one of those songs i like what he's saying but i wish he'd say more
0: exactly of
2: thing, you know but but melodically and structurally, I think the melodies work with every, all of his lyrics anyway. So um, yeah, World of Stone would be in there. I would say Tired of Midnight Blue, but I also really love Great Cloudy Lies a lot. It's, mm. I, I, have, I don't know what it is about George and really slow, <laughs> plotting songs. They seem to work in a very spiritual way just like be here now is you can't find much slower songs than be here now. And I love, uh, the way the whole arrangement is of, um, great cloudy lies sounds like a really sad song. I don't mind depressing songs. George is ace at doing that kind of thing. I love how it hangs in the end, you know, and, uh, there's no clean ending. It just kind of fades. And it's like in suspension at the very end of that song. So, um, yeah, And by the way, I'm not a big fan necessarily of um, follow-up songs like this guitar, I Can't Keep From Crying. I actually like the song, but I don't like right. to have to, to use a previous song. Right. You know, it's kind of like right. using the Beatles there. Yeah. Although I still do like the song and, and I love to death Here Comes the Moon. Right. So, then, so discount what I just said. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know. yeah. but overall, you know, most of this album I like, I like a lot and yeah. um like I, I i had mentioned before um i love that that light jazz feel that george is developing and mm-hmm. i like ooh baby
1: a lot for that reason mm-hmm. gotcha but yeah cool yeah excellent you know the wh- the bits that I love on this album, I get really excited about. And I, and that's what makes me, you know, get excited um, when I do listen to this album. I mean, when I am in the mood for George Harrison, uh, un- unfortunately, this album isn't screaming at me, playing me. But, you know, when I, when I do, you know, play songs from it, the bits that I do really love, I get really excited about. And yeah, You is, I think, is... A really good pop song, and you know, I love the use of horns. You know, when we hear that that demo from from '70, you know, you don't get the horns in that demo. So I like the the addition uh, of the horns in there. Um, you know, the answers in the end. I mean, here's a song where, yeah, you've got the uh, the writings from some from Sir Frankie Chris, but you know, the also the the message. You know, don't be so hard on the ones that you love. You know, it's a uh, it's a great message. Um, it's, mm. This is like we're an instance where, you know, a good message, you know, may becomes a good song. It doesn't always work that way. I'll, uh, you know, give peace a chance. I don't, you know, good message, but not a great song. Um, and, um, you know, it's just like on there, you know, don't wait to tell somebody you love them. You know, it's, it's like right up there with 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 that. You know, for me, um, I love the, you know, piano and string arrangement from David Foster is, is really good on that song. And, and you know, and the guitar mm. work on there is, is really good. Um, you know, you can't not talk about this, guita- you know, this guitar, um, you know, we've already talked about the, you know, why the song was written. My biggest part of it is, you know, it's a personal song for George. Why bring in Jesse at Davies? You play all the guitar parts for it, you know? But then <laughs> yeah. again, then I'm thinking, okay, if this is a sequel to While My Guitar Gently Weeps, and it makes sense because he brought Eric Clapton in to play guitar on that, mm-hmm. you know, so... So it is what it is, but there's great guitar playing from both people on, on, on that song. And I appreciate what, what Jessie Davies brought to, to that song. Uh, I do enjoy Ooh Baby. Um, it's very, very soulful. I do like the soulfulness on, on, this, on this record. Um, you know, Can't Stop Thinking About You. Um, you know, I think you, sometimes you get into a rut where, you, you know, with these repetitive songs, like, you know, Don't Let Me Wait Too Long, ding dong, ding dong. You know, it's very repetitive, but it's sometimes a lyric can just move you or have a special meaning. I mean, the song is not necessarily great, but can't stop thinking about you. You know, I used to travel a lot, you know, and I used to play that song a lot, you know, because it's, mm. you know, it helps me think of my wife, you know? So I, Aww. that, that, that song has a special place in my heart. You know, I, I love what he's saying there. And, mm. you know, I love Nikki Hopkins, you know, piano playing in that. Yeah. Um, oh, there was one other thing I wanted to say. I can't remember which song it was, but uh, was it? Oh, the answer's in the end. I think it was the, um, you know, he brings back the lyric isn't it a pity in there and I think that's really moving and I think the, the a lot of the arrangement yeah. it was was inspired by Nina Simone's uh, version of isn't it a pity, so I need to go back to hey, and, and, and what's that, where did you hear that. Uh, I read it. Okay, I don't,
2: yeah. I don't know where I don't remember where
1: That's <laughs> interesting.
2: Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. But you know.
1: yeah. Um, and then, um, I think it was. Uh, in the, the Spizer book, I, I need to go find a, go back and 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 go to that. And then you know, obviously, "Tired of Midnight Blue." I mean, that is, I think, the standout track on this album. Um, you know, and I love the different arrangements throughout the song, the tempos throughout the the song. I think that's really mm. that's really good. And I think it's more of the style of George Harrison that you know I've come to love over the years you know, you, you, yeah, you do get some personal stuff in there, but, um, I love all the different changes in the song, the tempo, and then it's back down again, and then it's back up. So really, really enjoy that as well. So, but so he's, like we trying, got, he's try trying one again. more time. Let's uh, see if he can no, connect.
0: He's, can't do it. <laughs> he's
1: saying connecting. So maybe, uh,
0: maybe, maybe we can do it. Maybe. Yeah, can you say hi, Joe? You say, no, no. no. Oh, shoot. Uh,
2: he, he wanted to say we're all wrong.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he was backing me up in the comments, right. So he, he just wanted to say hi. Oh uh, yeah. man, yeah. uh, oh, check. Okay. Oh. he, to say down with he that. gave it the thumbs down,
1: so he did get his word in after he all. His word in after
0: all, oh man, but he backed me up in the comments. You'll read the words, least he got to say. <laughs> Got yes. to say hi. He can mime. He's miming yeah. his, his uh, disapproval. Well you could you could stay though. Stay at, and you can you can uh mime. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah go ahead and stay. Don't sign off. Yeah. People stick want to around. see you.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah stick, yeah, stick around. around. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so cool. yep, you can yeah, <laughs> but going back to
2: it Yeah, <laughs> play harpo. Yeah.
0: yeah, there you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh very good. So, oh but Kit, God. I mean, you've listened to it a couple times. I, I would imagine before, before we. uh did the show, I mean, did your mood change about it over? Did you did you like any songs differently or maybe a little bit more? Were there any growers for you on this album?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I would say, well, I'll, I'll say this, you know, what you mentioned, uh, you were just mentioning Nicky Hopkins a minute ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I got to also shout out to uh, Klaus Vorman. I thought his bass oh, playing on yeah. here was terrific mm-hmm. on, like, Can't Stop Thinking About You. Um, right. I, I really thought, uh, you know, he, he's really, you know, he's one of those players, he's not flashy but uh but he really you know mm-hmm. i don't well not just gets the job done but i mean he but just particularly i just thought on this album uh he just did some really good you know kind of funky uh bass playing here i i just uh was very impressed mm. um but but overall i would say um yeah this is not as, as you said tom this is not an album that i would like you know in in listening to if i'm in a you know mood to listen to george i'm not going to pull this album out first mm. i mean you know i would definitely turn toward i mean obviously all things must pass and cloud nine but definitely 33 and a third and george harrison are, mm. are my other all-time favorites i right those. yeah those the two follow-ups yeah yeah definitely. i i just i love those albums and i mean i love other i mean brainwashed um parts of somewhere in england um but um you know i i just still other than the two songs i mentioned i i just really you know i i just still haven't really connected to the album and the mix even though um the remastering that has been done Mm -hmm. uh, since this album i think it was what somebody and and i think it was mark p mentioned like 2014 or right yeah uh, yeah Yeah. that Mm -hmm. that's an improvement definite Mm -hmm. improvement um because when it first came out i i thought it the first mix i heard was probably the original and that was pretty muddy and and his vocals were really buried and that 2014 version is much improved yeah but um but i you know still i don't know um it's it's just not another 20 years maybe maybe another 20 (laughs) years maybe another 20 years we'll get back to you (laughs) yeah it's a still not an album not one of my favorites yeah. Not one of my favorites.
1: Got gotcha. you. Ken, <laughs> yep. what would you like to add about this album?
2: Well, first of all, I would play this album anytime. I think that George Harrison's solo albums, From All Things Must Pass Through Brainwash, go from very good to great. So... um like I said, if this is one of his weakest albums, <laughs> yeah, he's got a pretty damn good catalog, yeah. you know. Sure. So, um, I, I could agree. be in the mood to listen to this album anytime. You know, we did a show; I think it was a year ago, all dedicated to George.
1: Yeah, and
2: we made we made the point that George's music is all over the place
1: mm-hmm. yeah, musically.
2: There are songs of his that are very spiritual. There are songs that are very serious. There are songs that are silly. You know, I can love uh, something as serious as, um, you know, so much of his spiritual stuff, the light that has lighted the world and who can see it, right alongside this song, <laughs> you know, yeah. making fun of the My Sweet Lord lawsuit and stuff like that. Yeah. It's very commercial, George, like all things must pass in Cloud Nine. Mm-hmm. There's less commercial. I like the whole mix of it all. And I do like depressing music and uh you know are you, a leonard cohen doing... fan, then? are you a leonard cohen fan i have to study him a bit more i don't know yeah. his music as well yeah, but okay. um you know at any given time i could be in the mood for listening to extra texture mm-hmm. you know i i just love the whole sound of it and like i said every song except his name is legs so mm-hmm. that's not uh that's not so bad right there no not at all i I mean yeah absolutely an
1: artist that can stretch their wings like that and then just you know go into different genres very easily like like george can i think paul can go into different genres you know very easily like it's like a snap you know snap of the finger i I do i will say i believe it came out in 75 though i think we should mention the pirate song Um, (laughs) (laughs) there you go You know, so, you know, we can add that to, uh, I don't know if it was recorded during the same time or not, uh, Mm. for the Rutland, uh, for the, tv show but um but again I, I, you know like you were saying ken you know he can he can be funny he can be serious he can be yep. down he can be happy you know we've got all kinds of moods from from george harrison and okay. you know this album's no exception right
0: there. and i yeah, and right i gotta right. say about his name is legs like, i agree i'm i'm not a, a fan of that song either i mean because it's basically like one big inside joke you know right. essentially and then,
1: yeah, and in, in order to hear Larry, you gotta have headphones on. Exactly. Yeah, and really get a sense of what he's saying and what yep. he is saying yep. is yeah, kind of comical. The, you it, know, exactly. especially when he's talking about the couple taking them to their seat and saying when the artist comes on, don't scream and, he, and he's referring to the guy, say don't <laughs> scream. <you know? laughs> I
0: mean, really. But the backing track, I mean, the yeah. band is yeah. great. Yeah. I mean, I love that. I mean, if mm-hmm. if uh, you know, it's too bad that it couldn't have been you know just a regular you know right. just regular lyrics because the backing track is great i yeah. mean billy That's, preston and all i yeah. mean it's, it's hot i mean it's Good sur- yeah he always is
1: sur- he has a surrounds himself with the with some of the best artists of all time best musicians oh it's no yeah point. on all of his albums i think i don't think you have a bad musician on i mean it. really yeah, no. i mean yeah because
0: mm-hmm. i was you know as i was you know, refreshing my my memory about the credits i'm like you had billy preston willie weeks you had those people <laughs> and then you these lyrics a big inside joke come on
1: i kind of just think the show is his sense yeah, of humor is he right yeah. exactly sure right. Mm-hmm. yeah you know this album this album has has had a couple growers on me uh through the years you know ooh baby is was is one that i you know never really cared for but uh over the years I, i've come to appreciate the, that a little bit more um you know you mentioned great cloudy skies uh ken nice. I, again it's a you know, lies yeah thank you it's you know again i don't think it's his best work but there's bits and pieces in there that do work and and, and, it's, and it's not bad for sure so you but know at the same you know, time
2: yeah. you know who else writes songs like these
1: Right. right
2: you you name anybody else that's written a song like great cloudy lies no but mm. nobody has written a song like that that sounds like that that's produced like that right that could be moving like that right. for a song mm. in that style also mm-hmm. we, we failed to mention um, the song you was really an old song
1: yeah because it yeah. dates yes. back
2: to uh, 70. um, 71 I've heard yeah uh, 71 because uh, George had planned on making uh, several recording several songs with Ronnie Spector which he did Mm -hmm. um I'm not sure if they were going to make an album but they were they they had recorded something like five songs with Ronnie Spector so it dates back to that Mm -hmm. and it's also interesting that George has done this many times bringing back old songs and and putting them into his new albums whether it's not guilty, or uh, woman, don't you Circles. cry for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. beautiful girl. Yeah. You know, sometimes he fills up his albums with older songs. He he revisits old songs that he hadn't released yet, or maybe hadn't finished yet. So this is no different. There's a lot of songs on Extra Texture that are not brand new. Mm-hmm. They were that he had written like a year or two before right. it.
0: Right. His name yeah. is
2: Legs. Was around? I think it was right before the Dark Horse tour. Dark,
0: yeah, um, yes, you're right. Yep.
2: And gray cloudy lies, I think, was like two mm-hmm. years old.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So um, you, you, once you hear that this was the last studio album for Apple, it was kind of like, let's get this over with. Right. So he was, <laughs> he was picking up, you know, some songs from the past to just try to mm-hmm. try to finish this off. But I mm-hmm. still think that it is a, a very good album
0: mm-hmm. overall.
2: I'm very pleased with it. I'm never disappointed with any of. Of George's albums, really, even the ones that I think are his weakest, are still very good.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, uh, if anybody doesn't have anything else to add about extra texture, I think we'll close the book on the, on this uh, uh, episode of another listen. Yeah, and uh, you know, we'll we'll put our brains together and, and, and think of another album to uh, do in the near future for for another listen. And I really enjoy these because you know. Yeah. The way I the way I listen to music now, I mean, the vinyl has really changed the way I listen to music. By still getting that rut where you know I put all my songs on the iPod and that's how I listen to songs now. But I am really starting to try to get back more into listening to the whole you know the album as a whole. And I'm Mm -hmm. really got to thank you know the vinyl resurgence for that because I can really just sit down, listen to the vinyl. You know, if it's got lyrics, you know, go over the lyrics and you know and go over the credits and whatnot. So, but 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 going back and listening to this album now i i will say that you know it's not as bad as the first time i listened to it
0: <laughs> well and it's and it is interesting how your opinion can change i mean like yeah, on yeah. that the episode we yeah. did on Gontrapo. i mean i remember the first yeah. time i listened to it i hated it Right. and and then you know when we picked up years later and i thought wow you know this i don't know why i hated it so much there, there are right. actually some good tracks on here so it's, it's
1: it's because of what the critics say and what mm-hmm. other people sometimes say you know yep. and, it, and it clouds our, our thinking from time to time and you really you know if, if there's younger people out there you know and you want to li- and you're a fan of george harrison if you haven't listened to all those albums go listen to them, you know, don't worry, if somebody tells you don't listen to Gauntropel, don't listen to them, you, right, go get that album, and listen to it, you know, and form your Your own own opinion, opinion. exactly, exactly, and I think that's the best way to do it, and if you want to start with the greatest hits, start with the greatest hits, and then, and go from there, you know, we've talked about that before, you know, get a compilation, and uh, if you like what you hear, then, you know, go in any order, it doesn't matter, and just, you know, Pick them off one at a time. <laughs> there you go. Well, one yeah. thing that,
2: that I like to say time and time again is that mm. there's no final word on anything. Mm. You know, our opinions can change about the songs and albums through the years. Right. Critics' opinions can change. You know, how many times have he brought up Ram here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, compare what the critics said back then and now all of a sudden it's one of his greatest albums, you know, mm. and a lot of fans are rating it as his best or a way yeah, up right. there. opinions can change over time and we have no idea how people are going to be looking at extra texture five years from now 10 years from now 50 years from now
1: yeah you know but i you know i like how even though you know, all three of us will have a different opinion about something and we might not like it, but we try not to be negative about it. And, and, and if, you know, if you get people listening out there and if you think that, you know, we're always positive, we're not always negative about something, well, we don't try to be negative, you know, Mm -hmm. and if you want us to, you know, get into a fight and and yell at each other, (laughs) it's not going to happen here. Sorry. Sorry. It's
2: only, it's only off screen
1: right yeah. <laughs> yeah once once we log <laughs> yeah.
0: off yeah. you won't on. believe what happened
1: yeah no no virtual <laughs> tomatoes or, or lettuces are going to be thrown <laughs> here <laughs> but anyways kit was there any comments that uh that you wanted to maybe uh, bring up
0: uh well first of all and i i apologize the comment uh scrolled way up but uh so i I can't uh, find who said it, but uh, uh, one of our great viewers said that they really enjoy these and other listens. So, mm, uh, so thank, thank you. you. And yeah. we will definitely uh, be doing more of these. So, uh, mm-hmm. so don't worry. Um, a number of people have been listing uh, their favorites. I uh, can't okay. stop thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tony DeMeo said loves Leon Russell. Me too. Oh. um uh uh, gray uh, claudie wise somebody mentioned that uh, that was another favorite of theirs Mm. um yeah a number of people have have been mentioning their their personal favorites so when uh Mm. you know when we will go through these comments after the show and and uh and we'll um definitely be uh, yes maria lynn said i was kind of surprised how much i liked gray, uh, gray cloudy wise mm-hmm. oh, um, oh, yep so uh, so yeah a number of people are are listening uh yes and maria also added that uh, she loves how eclectic um george harrison is agreeing with what you were saying ken mm-hmm. which is uh very true and, um you know,
2: critics don't pick up on that
0: mm-hmm. they don't realize
2: how eclectic george harrison's music is I mean, think yep. about stuff like Breath Away from Heaven, right. you know, all the, the Oriental yeah. stuff. He never gets credit for that.
0: Mm. What yep. about the other
2: stuff in Shanghai Surprise? Hottest Gone in right. and all that. Okay. 1920s, oh, yeah. Big, come on, you know.
0: Yep, exactly. Um and uh, let's see what else. Um, oh, Mark P said I like the mostly eaten apple on the record. Oh, <laughs> you know, I'm yeah, Glad you out. brought that up. I'm so glad I, I forgot <laughs> to
1: write that down. Yeah, because I didn't. I here, I'll get the CD part out because you can probably see it better on the on the CD. But good point. I'm glad you brought that up, Mark P, because I wanted to, to show that. Yes. And and hopefully you can yeah, see that there. there but it It's it's so fitting you know because this this was the end of apple I mean, so George yeah. we, we really didn't talk about that and yeah and that's the comedy of george you know mm-hmm. this would have been a great thing to bring up while we were doing that show you know talking about you know the huge george harrison's humor you know mm-hmm. yep. so, yeah you
2: know that's one of the things i loved about apple records is that depending upon which album you bought
1: you mm-hmm. could have had a
2: green apple, green you, apple. Could, you could have right. had a red apple like on let it be <laughs>
1: right
2: imagine was was white it was it was the apples yeah. right mm-hmm. i think yeah. but uh you know they could play around with that so much and i love the all fact right. that they did that on the label.
1: yeah, yeah. so uh, imagine there's actually a, a white you know white apple. oh yeah
0: yeah that's yeah. right that's right mm-hmm. uh let's see carl carl hernandez george's voice was kind of buried on uh, uh all things must pass as well yeah in the original mm. mix he was kind of uh buried on uh some of the tracks i i thought some. as well um yeah, and that's yeah, I, I that kind of bothers me as well. And and uh yeah, he said the acoustic demos of all things must pass. Um you know, we're better in the in that way. That's uh that's true. Uh Tony I'm sorry, uh, I wouldn't oh, say, was, sorry, was, I wouldn't yeah, say but, that, but yeah, but do you think that's an intentional thing? That that what? is uh those that vocals sometimes, were Yeah,
1: those vocals are buried. I mean, was that intentional? Do you think he had confidence with his, his, his vocals?
0: for certain songs i don't know that's a good question Uh, i I mean i've never george
2: had the final say on everything yeah Yeah. Yeah. in most cases i don't think his vocals were buried but there are certain Mm. instances like awaiting on you all
0: Mm -hmm. kind of bothers
2: me in the chorus Mm -hmm. where you're hearing a whole bunch of people all singing by chanting the names of the lord and all that and you can't really single out george
0: right you
2: know Mm -hmm. but uh that's where it kind of buries me but when there's lead vocals i don't really think of his vocals being buried
0: there. Yeah, I I'm just trying to remember. I I don't recall ever hearing because of course you hear all the time about how much John hated his voice and and you uh-huh. know, how they distorted it. But I don't recall ever, you know, reading about George hating his voice and wanting it yeah. distorted yeah. buried and yeah, I don't I don't remember yeah. reading anything like that. Yeah. Um okay. so, you know, that's, that's right. interesting. So yeah, so um I yeah. love those
2: demos. I do love those mm. demos. Yeah, but I, they wouldn't are. Say, I wouldn't say they're that they're better than the finished product with Phil Spector because right. part of the reason why that record sold is because of Phil Spector's production and he yep. deserves a lot of credit for that and people mm. don't want to give him credit.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I yeah. mean, they're great songs and the songs are more important to me than the production. But part of the appeal of All Things Was Past was the sound of that record. Mm. I mean, the way My Street Lord was produced, what a great record for radio. Mm. Oh my God. You got to yep. give them credit, you know, where okay. it's due and uh, I'm not denying I love the acoustic demos. It's a whole other world. Yeah. It's what a contrast between that and, you know, yeah. your production, so, sure. but, um, you know, all things was passed. I wouldn't touch production wise. That's me.
1: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> great okay well we'll get to we'll do the round table of what's going on in our worlds right now and, and kit why don't we start with you and you can also give the talk more talk uh, info as well please
0: all right well i'll do that first uh, so i don't forget you can uh of course reach us at uh by email at uh, talkmoresolotalk at gmail.com mm-hmm. Uh, you can also, um, of course, uh, we're on Twitter. You can reach us there, uh, Talk More Talk One, the number one. Uh, we also have a website, uh, talkmoretalk.com. Uh, of course, Where you are right now uh you can uh find us on facebook uh we also uh as i'm sure you all know we have a youtube channel and uh please head over there and subscribe um you know all our videos are up there all these episodes and uh and also i think a couple of episodes uh you may not have seen some uh that you know perhaps you missed some mini episodes things like that so mm-hmm. uh so please subscribe and yeah, uh, we uh, we
1: just passed 800 subscribers on our youtube channel so thank yes, you very thank much you for all. everybody that has subscribed
0: so. yes indeed thank you very much and and so please uh pass on the word tell uh, tell your friends uh as always tell your friends tell your enemies tell everybody <laughs> you know um <laughs> and uh, and also of course for those who prefer the audio version um we are on Virtually any any platform you can think of, uh, wherever you prefer to get your podcast. Um, so, as Tom mentioned earlier, I have uh, an announcement that yes. just uh, just came out today. I am so excited! Um, next January, I am going to be teaching an online course uh, through Monmouth University. Oh. Uh, yep, and it is uh, going to be um, three nights. And it's the history of Motown. We mm, kind wow. of referred a little bit to Motown tonight, yes. so, uh, so so extra
1: texture will be part of the uh, be part of the cla- <laughs> the classes, right?
0: You, you bet. Yeah. Uh,
2: Make sure you cover Ringo's version of "Where Did Our Love Go."
0: Yeah, right. there you go. I'll let you. You betcha. And <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so this is going to be uh, three nights, um, January 28th, February 4th, and February 11th. Uh, this will be, of course, online. It'll be on Zoom. Um, it'll be 7.30 to 9 p.m. each night Eastern. Uh, I will post the link to how to register. Uh, it's, uh, I'll put it on my Facebook page. I'll put it on our Facebook page as well. Uh, I am so excited about this. I'm I'm in the midst right now of planning presentations. It's going to be interactive. We're going to listen to a lot of music and I'm going to cover the history of Motown from, of course, its founding and through the 70s and into the 80s and 90s it's going to be a blast so i, I hope you'll sign up and uh, and join me and and i mean come on it's going to be in the dead of winter it's going to be a dreary <laughs> time well, well, come on well,
1: well, will there be a final exam that everybody will have to take if they uh
0: see that's the best part no exams you don't even <laughs> have to take exams there it's it, it is pure fun It is pure fun. So, uh, so it is, it's really going to be fun. So, uh, so I'll put up the link, you sign up through Eventbrite. I'm sure a lot of you have, have, uh, dealt with that before so uh, so I hope you'll join me for uh, for Dr. Kit and in uh, the history of Motown um, yep so that'll be fun uh, also my I uh, appeared recently on when they was fab uh, the second part just went up today I think um, with uh, a good friend of our show Ethan Alexanian I think we mentioned him at least once every show <laughs> and, um, yeah well, we,
1: we need to stop doing
0: that I think nah, he's yeah, that's right. Sorry, Ethan, no, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, uh, so we're on talking about uh, anthology, the version that aired. Uh, way back in '95, when I uh, can't wow. believe it's been mm. that long. <laughs> it seems like yesterday that that was. Ethan, on.
1: Ethan was like 36 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Down, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I I felt like getting in my rocking chair during that episode when you know <laughs> I kept saying, "Yeah, when that was on, yeah, I right. remember <laughs> watching." You know, and I mean, no Facebook, no nothing. Right. uh But anyway, we had a great time uh, with, of course, our uh, more good friends of our show at. Uh, yeah. And Lonnie Pena. So that episode is up. It's a two-parter. I'll I'll put those uh those up. Uh next week I'll probably do it uh be doing my last um uh before, the, before Thanksgiving, um, my uh, monthly show. So just uh, check out my Facebook page. I'll okay. let you know when and, and uh, when that's going to be happening. So I think I so uh, that. think that's everything.
1: So. Great. Okay. okay. Awesome. Well, before I talk about two legs, I do want to talk about since since Joe Mayo's not here, uh, please go if you if you're not familiar with Joe Mayo's YouTube channel, go to Mean Mr. Mayo on YouTube. Uh, check out his channel. He does a lot of Beatles uh, uh, shows, a lot of solo Beatles shows, he does a lot of um, uh, album finds, CD finds, he's a big collector of of all things uh, music, whether it's vinyl, uh, cassettes, (laughs) CD, reel to reel, eight tracks, you know, whatever it is, Seventy eight. 78, you know, he does a lot of, he'll do tracks. some, he'll do some rant uh, videos from time to time, which Comedy. are a lot of fun, right? Yeah. yeah. He just started doing a new series where he's ranking the, the songs on, yes. on each Beatles album. So he just did uh, one on Abbey road. So you can check that out and he's getting really close to 10,000 subscribers. So if you wow. guys haven't yet, please head over to me, Mr. Mayo and subscribe to his uh, channel. I think he is going to be doing a 10,000 yeah. subscribers contest once he reaches ten thousand subscribers so
0: so check that out
1: um so for two legs uh we're again we're a weekly show now we've been having a lot of great guests we uh speaking of ethan we just had uh we just recorded a show with him uh last night we're gonna we're talking about the 2013 album new uh paul mccartney's new album that'll be posted this coming weekend uh last week we had author adrian allen on talking about his uh new book called wings live which just you know it's it's exactly what it is wings live he talks about all the the wings tours throughout the 70s and the week before that i mean oh my god what a pleasure it was to talk to drummer or musician dave maddox who has just drummed with i mean he's performed with some of the most amazing artists you know, of all time, whether it's Elton John, uh, you know, Fairport Convention, you know, on and on XTC. And then, you know, he, he drums and did some tracks with George Harrison, which we, we, we touched upon uh, Blood from a Clone and then Dream Away. He talks about that. He talks about, you know, working with George, which was a lot of fun. And then obviously the work he did with McCartney, he talks about uh, going to Monster He talks about um, George Martin's wife, Judy bringing him breakfast and coffee in bed, you know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so George Martin invited him to stay, you know, his at his place. You know, he said, eh, "Don't go, do hang out with those animals." You know, come out. <laughs> he already had a little bit of a of a, he he knew Martin from a from sessions from years before. So a lot of great stories, uh, a lot of great knowledge working with Paul. He, he talks about uh, the uh, the David Foster sessions of what he remembers from that. You know, there and I think it was eighty five when when he did that. I think he talks about we got married, um, which I think is mm-hmm. the only song he remembers uh playing on. But yeah, great, great stories. You can uh email us at two podcast at gmail.com. We as well have a website called Two Legs. Uh two legs podcast.com you know twitter instagram facebook two legs podcast and uh yeah and check us out we also have the youtube channel uh two legs a paul mccartney podcast our subscriber count has been really rising on that one too so if you haven't please check that out and subscribe and whew, man um <laughs> <laughs> and we're all excited for mccartney three and you know let's you know we're less than a month away and ken michaels take it away
2: yes my countdown clock is running right now yeah. from <laughs> it's just like when free as a bird was gonna yeah you know premiere yeah. on television yeah. but i feel lazy compared to tom right now <laughs> I'm, I'm four shows behind on two legs right now oh, i did so, watch yeah, that. I know. owen lynn really yeah. good guest that you oh had it's on great there. Yeah, yeah thank you you know did a lot of talk about Eric Stewart, TC yes. and working with Paul. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was talking about um, Ashley Kahn earlier yeah. um, on Things We Said Today. My other podcast, we did a really nice interview with him. I did one privately for my new YouTube channel, which is Ken Michaels Radio. Yes. And now I'm proud to say I have copies to give away Uh-oh. of Ashley Kahn's new book. It's called George Harrison on George Harrison. Interviews and encounters, and it's basically transcriptions of so many interviews that George gave from 1962 all the way through the end of his life so you can win that uh win that book on my website which is kenmichaelsradio.com it gets it gets confusing the website is kenmichaelsradio.com the right. youtube page is just ken michaels radio okay speaking of the youtube page i am hoping fingers crossed that i'll be interviewing mark hudson this week mm. and uh we'll be talking about the new joey Molland album and i just interviewed joey for the YouTube uh, channel. His new album is called Be True to Yourself. So we'll talk about that album. I'll try to mix in conversation about Ringo as best as I can. And he also uh, produced a really fine album that uh, was a Harry Nilsson album called Lost and Found, which came out uh, several months ago. It was um, pretty much the last songs that Harry worked on, which uh, Mark Hudson produced um with a lot of great people on it including harry's son kifo Mm. Nilsson is on there so uh we'll probably get to talking about that uh things we said today we've had trouble getting a session together we're probably going to do one early next week and uh good chance that we'll be talking about the 50th anniversary of all things must pass Mm. do some kind of tribute for george Right. Um so look out for that. Every little thing, there's a page on my website which lists all the radio stations that run the show, every little thing uh, and the broadcast times and links to their website so you can stream the show if you never heard the show before. It's basically Beatles, solo Beatles, anything the Beatles ever touched can be uh, played within an hour, thematic sets, interviews, very interesting show. hits, deep cuts, Sometimes even his name is Legs will be in the show. You never know.
1: I remember uh, requesting it.
2: Yes, and I played it for you. (laughs) That was on the live show though.
1: Yes, that's true. So uh,
2: again, uh, like Tom said, if you can subscribe to our channel for Talk More Talk, my YouTube channel for Ken Michaels Radio, the YouTube channel for Things We Said Today, Me Mr. Mayo's, uh, that pretty much covers everything. And if you wanna email me directly, my address is every thing at net.
1: Great. Excellent. And that interview with Khan was was really good. I really enjoyed that. And the, the, the question that you asked about the 74 tour, you know, and how he was able to, to that, was a, that was a really good question. And, you know, he had a pretty good answer for it, too. I've
2: yeah. always wondered about that yeah. because, you know, you, you just don't know if George just didn't enjoy touring and performing mm-hmm. or was yeah. it really a reaction to the poor reviews that he had? Right. Just think, maybe what if his re- what if his tour got great reviews? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe we would have had some other tours from George, right? You know, so
1: we just had the one in
2: Japan yeah. after that with Eric Clapton. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I remember reading that the, the fans were uh, appreciative that he at least gave it a go. You know, what I mean that uh, I mean, yeah, I mean his vocals were probably terrible, but they appreciated the fact that he got out there and you know and still performed. at least that's what i have read
2: i'm very happy about the fact that i got to see that tour right that was only the second concert i've ever been to Mm. so and i could barely hear george at times but i was still glad to be there billy preston was like the life of the show
1: yeah oh Oh, you can tell from any video that's out there that he's out there having a good time for sure
2: yeah and he did get a lot of flack for doing in my life and changing the words changing lyrics in my life i love god more
0: yeah. Oh, dear. You know, yeah. so that's
2: another thing that the critics were pretty tough on him about. Mm.
0: Yeah. So, yeah
1: all right well hey. thank you thank you all for joining us thanks uh Kittle tool ken michaels i'm tom on and joe if you're out there you know we'll, we'll be talking to you soon yes and you know everybody out there you know as i always like to say you know ringo song at the end uh wake up meathead don't pretend that you are dead <laughs> everybody <laughs> out there take care and uh, we will see you in two weeks yes peace and love peace and love, peace and love. that is all What? <laughs>